0: Welcome back to the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bowes. Great to be with you. I'm joined by, of course, Trish McFarland. Trish, what is happening with you?
1: We're here in person together. Good That's to what's see happening you again. How yes, are you?
0: Um, I'm well. How are you?
1: I'm good. Tell
0: our listeners, Trish, where we happen to be, if you don't mind.
1: We are here in lovely Scottsdale, Arizona, at the ISIMS event.
0: ISIM's Influence event. I'm going to correct you on that. I'm going to get the full proper name. It's a really cool event, and we're going to learn more about that event, the event, and what's happening with ISIM's here in a second. But uh, what else? Is there any other updates we need to give? Uh, We can now talk about our new website. It's out there live. It is
1: live, yes. That has been like a labor of love since February, and uh, yeah, a whole new website for everyone to um, come and learn about or listen to the HR Happy Hour as well as a new website for H3HR Advisors, so people should check that out.
0: Check it
1: and out. And a new wow. coming soon. Coming soon. December 1st. We
0: look forward to that. And the, uh, the show is, my other news, and I've been saying this a little bit online, but I'm, we're super excited, Trish. And I'm going to say I, because I actually did this. <laughs> okay. It wasn't a you. It wasn't a me and you project. It was a me project. I
1: have no idea what you're going to say. The Happy Hour
0: Show is now too. available on Spotify. Oh, It took a true. long time to make that happen. For reasons that no one cares about. We're on Spotify now. So you can, if you're not listening on Spotify now, but you're a Spotify person, you can get the HR Happy Hour, as well as the HR Happy Hour Alexa version, That's right. both on Spotify. So that's it for my announcement.
1: That's great. All right. My only other announcement is this is my last work trip of the year, officially. That so is. Me too. I am thrilled.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to brag, but I did make Don and Medallion status trash.
1: I am so close to executive plan. <laughs> Business <laughs> travelers
0: the are the worst. And our guests are already like saying, What are we what doing do we do? here? I'm okay. How do yeah. we get this out? So let's <laughs> welcome. We have two guests with us today. First, let me welcome Joe Essenfeld, VP and GM at ISIMS. Joe, how are you?
2: Awesome, thank you, Steve. Great to see you.
0: We've known each other a long time. I believe this is your first time on the HR
2: Happy Hour This is my first time here, So that's
0: kind of a bad on me for not having Joe on before. And we're going to talk to Joe and learn a lot about Joe's story. He's got a great story, and it's a great story that's kind of led him to ISIMS as well. So we'll learn about that in a second. But we also want to welcome our guest, Alan Birchich from Novant Health. Alan, how are you? Doing great. Thank you Novant for Health, me. we're going to learn about as well, but a company or an organization Absolutely. in my neck of the woods in the southeast. So uh, we'll learn about that and what's happening at Novant Health as well. So good to see you, Alan. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. All right, Jill, let's kick it off. Start with you. Uh, we're at the ISIMS Influence event. Maybe give us a couple of minutes or so on what's happening here at ISIMS, but maybe more importantly the story about what got you here to iSIMS this year, which I think is a fantastic story, and I'd love for you to share it.
2: Sure. No Thanks, Steve, and thanks, Trish. It's great to be here. Uh, You were very generous at HR Tech. We've seen each other there, but never on this podcast. I know. My bad. It's nice to have that (laughs) first, for sure. Um, Just like quick on on the high level with iSIMS. I mean, at this Influence event, we're really excited to talk about how we've now crossed 4,000 customers. We actually just celebrated having 1,000 employees. So the scale of the company just continues to grow. Um, And what's been really exciting is how much we've grown in the enterprise segment as well. Um, so we've got a lot of nice new customers. We've got bigger customers growing. Uh, we really invest in learning how these businesses work. And uh, it's been a great part of iSIMS. And just hearing from our customers these events has been really valuable, too. Yeah. So we can get back into that. But the Jive story, I mean, its it's been 10 years of uh, since I founded the company.
0: Yeah, uh, you, and for people yeah. who are not aware, Joe founded a company called Jibe, J-I-B-E, which is a pioneer in the kind of candidate engagement, mobile recruiting, just yeah. the basically the modern way people are getting job space. You guys were there very, very early.
2: Absolutely. We were there early. It's been quite a journey. Uh, It actually started as a company called Local Bacon. Um, (laughs) Yeah, with a pink pig logo. Everyone loves bacon,
3: though. I
2: I agree. Uh, I came from food services, my background, and uh, it was hard for me to give that up. So it started as a job board. Um, We raised venture capital very early. And this is one of the things I really admire about ISIMS, is how they spent 20 years with really being profitable very early on in their existence. Jive was the opposite. Um, I wanted to start this business with venture capital, and we did. And uh, the first round we raised, it was a funny line. He it said, it's not that we won't fund you if you don't change your name from local bacon, but it's just going to be a lot harder for me to write that check. <laughs> uh, so I got to understand what it was like working with venture capitals very early. But it, it, was, it was a great relationship. We changed the name to Jibe. Because um, we had the money to, to buy a good domain. Um, but we really had a journey. And it always started with the actual candidates being the first part of our focus. Um, so as a job board, we were looking to give the candidates the best experience finding jobs and applying to them. And the ATSs uh, typically got in our way in terms of innovation and a good experience. So we built a lot of individual point solutions around that, starting with job distribution to get the jobs out there and get the source attribution right. We did social referrals. We did mobile optimization. We did analytics. And then we're like, we built all this stuff. Let's build one platform. Um, and we built a platform very focused around candidate experience and candidate engagement. And then part of that, we really invested in a CRM. Um, but about a year ago, almost to the day, I was in Colin's office and just catching up and he showed me this diagram that we actually showed today at, at Influence um, of the multiple suites of iSIMs. Mm-hmm. And you have he had this rectangle for recruitment marketing suite, he had advanced communication, they had a hiring suite. And they were building their own recruitment marketing. And I could just tell kind of the enthusiasm and passion that Colin had to build something really meaningful in that space. And I know I just spent the last 10 years of my career trying to do that. And we had a team that was just so focused on it. We had a really good niche in terms of very large companies, you know, j and and Siemens and Comcast, um, all of these large global companies, FedEx, using our software. And I saw the energy that Colin and Isims were going to put behind this, and like we kind of looked at each other and like, oh, it'd be awesome to figure out how to make this work together. And um, work, worked a lot with Mike Wilcheck and Vista, uh, who is the uh, owner of, of Isims, and it was just a really good experience. You know, we'd been that down that path before as a company, uh, near acquisitions before. Um, But it went really, really well. Very efficient. Names to remain unnamed. That's fine. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, But no names to be named today. But those were good experiences. Just this one, just kind of felt like it was going to happen. It was meant to happen. And I live in New Jersey. I was born here, Um, so it was a nice kind of geographic convenience. Um, What exit
0: on the Parkway, Joe? (laughs) I'm actually off 78. Okay, Essex
2: County, but fair enough. I mean, I drive to the Parkway to go to Homedale. Um, but it, it was also a really good acquisition because they doubled down in our R&D. So we have almost twice what we what we had before. They upgraded our New York City office, so we got to keep our kind of home base in New York City. We expanded that ISIMS office out there, mm-hmm. and I'm now based in Homedale. And now the Jive technology is now literally that recruitment marketing yeah. rectangle. Yeah. Um, and our CRM really is, I, I just am so excited about it. We have so much AI in there that's just there for matching and search. It just makes it a much better experience for recruiters. Um, it's not telling you who to hire, who not to hire, or their facial expressions. It's just telling you that this is a good match as a resume, or this is a good match based on your search. Look at this Look at this group of people. Um, so really excited to roll that out and show more of that at the event.
0: Joe, so so thank you for that. Thank no you for problem. the backstory as well. It is a great story. It's a success story. And Can I ask, sure.
1: though, you, you yeah. touched on it a little bit, and when you're talking about R&D and just what they were investing in you, overall today I was really impressed with what ISIMS is doing holistically with R&D, right? Yeah. It's a 50 to $55 million investment in R&D, which... Again, I think for any of the listeners who sort of follow HR technology even lightly, um, that's a huge investment a huge for a company number. to make. How, how do you sort of see that um, being being further developed beyond just you know the, the jibe sort of piece of that puzzle?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's really, I'm really impressed about the transparency that ISIMS has to share that scale mm-hmm. because so many other companies in this space don't even have that level of revenue. Uh, and that's what we're investing in R&D. So I think, you know, Colin really set the vision that it's about the product. Um, and also, knowing from being a founder, it's not just about money. It's about the purpose that you have behind what you're doing the R&D for. Um, and, I, and that is the most important part of the ISIMS culture. So it's not just about that we're putting all this money in the R&D, but that we're actually driven by this mission and vision of what the company wants to do. Uh, and that's how you get a much better product. So um, it's great to have. I mean, we have more engineers. We have Bell lab space. And, you know, so it's it's fantastic.
0: All right, Joe. Great. Good story, right? I liked it. But let's get the real story, maybe. Let's bring (laughs) in Alan Birchich, Director of HR Technology, Novant Health. Alan, first of all, tell us a little bit about you and maybe a little bit about Novant Health and
3: set the stage, and then we'll get into some of the things you're doing there. Sure, definitely. Thank you, Steve. So Novant Health, we are a 15-hospital organization with about 600-plus clinics. We uh, have a footprint of four states. North Carolina in your backyard, in my backyard, <laughs> Virginia, South Carolina, and Georgia. We're really excited to be here and partner with ISIMS to help solve our talent acquisition challenges. Yeah. In healthcare, we are facing many of those. For example, by 2025, it's estimated we will be 40,000 nurses short in North Carolina alone. Get so how out. do we tackle that? How do we manage yeah. that? We're hoping to partner with ISIMs. Hopefully, the job acquisition will help us to really attract people not only in our backyard, but nationwide, and encourage them to come to Novant as we share our story, through marketing and engagement and really looking for the best talent out there. So it's a really exciting time for healthcare. It's transforming and talent acquisition is a place to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's is, is it the number one growth industry in America now? Healthcare? If it's not, it's got to be in the top couple, right? Just
3: in terms of size and scope and, sure. and expansion. And, and the challenge is we are getting many new entrants in it. So now we used to compete with the hospital on the street. Now Amazon is getting into it. Apple is looking into it. A lot of players, meaning competing for the same talent yeah. and meaning talent shortages. So how do we tackle
0: that? Yeah, this and just so folks know who, who are maybe not familiar with Novant, this is a, a big organization, about 29,000 employees, right? This is... I Almost mean,
3: 30,
0: 000, getting there, right? So, so are there specific things, Alan, that you guys are doing, whether it's around the talent acquisition side, the recruitment marketing side? What are some of the, the whether it's current projects or, or just things you're wrestling with, and how are you sort of uh, help using technology to help sure. you address some of those
3: issues? Sure, definitely. So technology, many people perceive it as robots taking over people's jobs. I like what I'm hearing at this conference. That's not the case. It's an enabler. How do we allow people to do the work, personalize it more in talent acquisition to the candidates? hiring managers. It's impossible with the volumes and without technology. For example, we had 100,000 unique applicants in the last 12 months, 300 plus thousand applications, 22 recruiters can't review that accurately. There is no kind of personalization to the engagement, (laughs) meaning what we heard in 2002, I believe, 2019, there is a black hole. How do we solve the technology, will allow us to do some of that AI, really kind of focusing on how do we engage people, everyone, in the applicant life cycle. For example, we hear from our recruiters, we had 350 applicants on one rec, and we reviewed all of them. We all know that's not the case. It's impossible <laughs> physically. They're looking at the first 50, 60, and then saying, here are some good fits, let's engage. Right. The rest 300 are in a black hole, and person 349 may be the best fit. How do we use technology to create more of a personalized experience, Remove possible bias where possible, and really find the best candidate for the jobs. So it's really exciting time in AI, ML, and all this.
1: I was just gonna say, I think that um, you know, I worked in healthcare and as a recruiter myself, but you know, not not that long ago, maybe eight eight nine years ago, and it's just so different. Like what you're describing, I mean, we would have had similar it was a similar similar size healthcare organization, and we had similar numbers of you know applicants for each role. And you're right, we were not able with the you know, applicant tracking we were using at the time to go anywhere near what you're describing. What is the reaction that you're getting from those 22 recruiters? Because what you, the numbers you're throwing out are, are completely daunting, right? Yeah. How are they dealing with that? How are they finding the technology helpful, and, and do they like it?
3: Sure. So our goal really is to create those recruiters' mindset to be marketers, to tell an Novant Health story. We have a story mm-hmm. to tell. We focus on diversity and inclusion, providing remarkable patient care, Our patients depend on our talent that's providing the care. So for the recruiter's perspective, really, is how do we alleviate those transactional tasks that they can start engaging? First, it's important to set the playing field straight and say, nobody's here to take your jobs. We still need people. People are still taking care of people, meaning nobody will be able to hire somebody without some personal engagement. And we know with our CEO's vision to grow, hopefully, double our size in the next five years, Mm -hmm. how do we accomplish that? Adding more recruiters to screen resumes manually is not the way. We need more people telling our story across America, North America, to bring people's interest up to level to say, Novant Health is a place I want to come and work. And to your point, recruiters are adopting the technology very positively, what we are seeing so far, and we are excited about future advancements. They are one of our key stakeholder groups, and it's important we get their buy-in.
1: I love that you're talking about them as storytellers, too. I think I've heard that a few times throughout the, the day as sessions, um, thinking about more than just that transactional view of a recruiter, and it really does put them in a more strategic position themselves, which is a far more interesting job than truly just sifting through resumes, right, letting the technology do the work for you. So, really good example of that.
0: So, I'm going to push back a little down here,
3: That's Joe, good. as well, I'd like to get your <laughs> thoughts on this.
0: So. 300,000 unique applications, roughly, 22 recruiters, and you've talked about, Alan, how adopting new technologies, using, uh, leveraging them to help the recruiters get through this volume, deal with the volume, hone in on the better candidates faster, but while giving everybody basically a fair shot uh, as well. But now you want them to be storytellers and marketers sure. and tell that story as well. Same 22 people, I'm, I'm guessing. Sure. So, how are you sort of enabling that to happen? And, and what role can tech play? And, Joe, I'd love for you to jump yeah. in too, because you've worked with many organizations really in the same boat as well as Novart. Sure.
3: So, to Trisha's point, nobody wants to be looking at resumes all day long. People want to engage, people want to have conversations. And we really need to look at how can we leverage technology to get our story out there? How can we leverage more interactive technology? Resumes that are just full of text are dead, I believe. Videos, how do we engage them using modern ways, any platform that they're on? Not just saying, "Oh, you have to find us, you have to learn about us first, come Mm -hmm. to our applicant tracking site and apply for a job. That is the old way of approaching it. We need to change that if we want to be competitive. And we are really hoping that our story, once it gets out there, will get people interested in Avant Health like it did me a year ago. And I said, this is the organization I want to join because of the focus on culture, patient care, and actually taking care of people. So, so how can the
0: technologies way? help get companies like Novant or organizations like Novant and others elevate that story and really spread it yeah. far and wide with a, with a really tight staff like, like Alan has?
2: Yeah, well, there's only so much a tool or technology can do. And I think that with Alan's story, what we hear is that recruiters can get burned out, not from the amount of work they're doing, but if they don't believe in what they do. So if you're not enabling them to be storytellers and be passionate about the business that they're recruiting for, then there's no technology, there's no amount of hours in a day that are going to get them to be good at their job. So you need both. You need that personal touch and you need the software to do that. Um, Where we can come in and help you get through that volume and help recruiters feel like they're being heard uh, is one, give them an interface that understands what their daily work is. Something that's been eye-opening for us as we've rolled out our CRM is the monotony in the tasks that recruiters do and the amount of repetition that it is. Mm -hmm. And if there isn't a filter in the right place or a button in the right Mm -hmm. place and you're causing two more clicks, it doesn't matter if it's beautiful. They don't like it. They're not going to use it. They're going to go somewhere else. So I think we have to be very empathetic to what a recruiter's daily life is, and we have to hear that, and you only hear that constructively from companies that really believe in what they're doing. If they're showing up every day and they don't really care, they'll find another way, they'll use a spreadsheet, they'll use their inbox to do it, and they're not going to actually make that tool that's a partnership between us and our clients better. Um, so one, we hear and we listen to these recruiters and we listen to that feedback, and two, we really focus on search. Because so much of our day is picking up our phone and typing exactly what we want and expecting to answer almost exactly what we want to see. <laughs> and there's no reason that our recruiting software and our search in that software shouldn't work the same way. So, again, we have to temper the kind of want to build something pretty versus something that works really well. And when it's simple and works well, it usually means there's really good technology behind it.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. And I'm going to go to your point about connecting people to purpose. In yeah. uh, HR technology and at Navant Health, we have a program that really allows non-clinical staff, like corporate staff, to go out to meet clinicians and actually walk in their shoes. Our team did that a few months ago, and it was an eye-opening experience. So on the one side, we are trying to recruit the best candidates. But on the other side, we are trying to meet hiring manager needs. We hear all the facts about nurses are short. We are short on nurses. How do we really connect our recruiters and our technologists to what the clinicians do Mm -hmm. and the purpose of the organization, which is deliver care to people that need it? I think that has been a game changer for all of HR to really engage with the business and learn, in the end, what are we about? We are about helping people get better and provide that remarkable care when it matters and when they need us, which indirectly really tells our story out there, which is so important.
1: I think that's really important, too. I think that one of the things is when you have recruiters or human resource professionals going out on the floors, doing rounds, um, seeing the patients, hearing the patients... Um, I worked in a children's hospital, and it—you wanted to do it, but it was also like heart wrenching when you would hear these sick children. But you knew then that what you were doing to recruit good nurses or good doctors or whomever—you um, know—it was very important. I, I'd be curious what your thoughts are. I know that you know we're talking about nurses specifically. Obviously, you're hiring for all sorts of positions. How does what ISIM's technology? Um, offers to you help you with those sort of non-clinical roles because I think that there isn't sometimes attention placed on you know the people that clean the rooms who for example are very impacted and affected by maybe some of your longer term patients that are very very ill or patients that you uh, unfortunately might lose right that they become close to what about the food and nutrition workers how how does recruitment either look similar or different um, for your organization, and, and how does your recruitment technology help you with that? Sure.
3: So I think, to your point, really getting everyone a fair shot is important. Getting people exposed to our brand, and we know that the patient experience doesn't just depend on a nurse. It depends on the physician or the person cleaning their room. Mm-hmm. We really are promoting a culture of engagement, compassion, and really meeting the patient's need. I think how we're using ISEMS and the tools is really to enable an easy application process. So, for example, we know that based on candidate feedback, we are surveying every single candidate. 98% of our candidates say our application is easy. takes less than three minutes to complete. Wow. We had some concerns. That's, yeah. got, that's got to be the best I've ever heard. Like, I have just going to say, important. take
1: a pause on that one yeah. because yeah. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. It really
3: is. And we are constantly looking at the user experience. So we understand that not everyone is technologically sophisticated. How do we yes. make it simple and easy? There were some concerns. We have a assessment. Talent Plus is our assessment company. And there were concerns of people saying, well, are we potentially rooting out candidates that may be good fits because of this assessment? Mm. We know based on the feedback, 96% of candidates say the assessment is easy. And it's valuable because there's a value proposition for them there. We went a step further and we said, well, really, the assessment may be biased to ESL or English second language speakers. We have a really huge diversity and inclusion program headed by our visionary DNI leader that really focuses on how do we create options For everyone. How do we bring different perspectives to the game? We are proud to say that we have an assessment in Spanish now, to really encourage people to apply and make it simple. I'm an English second language speaker. I grew up in Nashville. I always joke that I'm a southern guy with a Russian accent. We can can (laughs) tell. What's your other language? (laughs) But, you know, that's the point. And sometimes for candidates, we need to understand where they are, how they process. So if you're giving them this complex assessment, how do we make it easy for them in their own language? So, for example, we are speaking now, but in the back of my mind, I'm interpreting this in my own language. Mm -hmm. Many people are doing that, and many generations are not here like me that were educated here. They're just here. But we know that we depend on different perspectives. Our patients should match our employee population. And we are getting more diversified. The country is becoming more diversified. Our employees need to match that. And how do we enable them to make it easy for them and attract them to join us across all levels at Novartel yeah. is the, important?
0: Alan, that's a super point. When I, I just don't think we're talking about enough. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of organizations are talking about diversity and inclusion initiatives. Sure. Maybe, maybe they're setting goals. Maybe they're putting targets for executives and, and, and tying elements of their bonus and compensation to achieving certain objectives. But we hear much less about hey, are our processes aligned to help support those initiatives? Does our technology actually help or hinder those initiatives? Mm-hmm. And that's a great example how you guys sort of how to take a look at your technology and make some changes and maybe uh, expand how you're uh, approaching recruitment and assessment in order to say, hey, we're not going to hit these diversity and inclusion initiatives if we're unfairly screening out a certain amount of, of the population with our TAP. And I think sometimes we just don't look, to look at that process and technology side of it enough and we just look at just the issue itself and, and, and kind of talk about it just by itself, if yeah. that makes sense. And Steve, I Joe, think, there's,
2: think there's something interesting that you're hitting on. I think it's about the frame that we use to think about that application process and that engage engagement with the candidate. It, it really is our first negotiation with the candidate. And the negotiation is, this is the information I'd like from you to consider you for this job. Are you willing to give it to me? And when we come up with the application process, so many times it's, well, what does legal tell us? We have to answer Mm -hmm. And are we thinking that this is someone I will be negotiating with, I'll be hopefully convincing to come work for us. And you're just asking this boilerplate of questions, but when you optimize the application to get a 98% completion rate, it means that you're successful in that negotiation a lot. Um, So I think we just need to change the frame of how we think about this and have that experience and engagement truly be that entire end-to-end process of bringing someone into your organization.
3: of course. We know that we depend on our clinicians and non-clinicians to deliver care, and we really need to get a diverse perspective of candidates in the door and engage with our brand because of the shortages that we're about to face. Yeah, yeah. We're already facing them. I mean, so right.
0: One of, the, one of the messages here, certainly from this conversation, is is to think about how your processes and your technology either do or do not support these kinds of goals, right? And I think that's right. just a really important point.
1: Well, I think, too, that's that's been teased out here at the event as well in terms of, you know. Um, in many organizations I've worked in or with, it's like they, they do view this as sort of, it's it's just the cost, right? And it's not really about the value that talent acquisition is truly providing. It's almost, um, you know, you'd have to fight for every penny to get any sort of investment from your recruitment um, technology if you wanted it changed or upgraded or whatnot. Um, so it's it's really exciting to sort of be, you know, sort of 10 years down the road from when I was doing it to now it's it's becoming much more considered a value it's not seen as the cost right it's not seen as something you want to cut in fact you want to do the opposite you really want to go heavily into that very front line of negotiation as you're saying it's so key and so
3: critical um, for your business success. It really is. So it's the candidates that are coming in providing care and also potential candidates are potential patients. Mm, we want to create an experience oh. for them that they're interested in saying, right. Novant is a place that will take care of me because they're taking care of me as a candidate. I know we are hearing things where really, how close are our candidates aligned to customers? But in our case, really, in the geographical areas, they are. They are and it's really important that we treat them well, that we kind of care about them as well as we care about our patients because they're delivering the care of it. It's really vital.
1: One thing I I would question um, is, you know, especially in healthcare, it is about the care, right? And that's sometimes hard to capture, especially with technology. What are some of your tactics in terms of maybe messaging or internal or external communications? How big of a role does that play with what you all are doing and how you sort of work with iSIMS to put that message out to your potential
3: So we really are trying to engage. From the candidate perspective, we're really really trying to embed uh, currently links to about the innovations and uh, presence in the community that Novant Health has. How we are changing the delivery of care model period. We have a very visionary CEO and chief digital officer that says we need to provide care anywhere, anytime, how our patients need it. So it really means engaging with Novant Health far before you actually walk into a hospital or a clinic. How do we kind of create healthy habits about lifestyle and so forth? The same approach we take when we talk to candidates. We want to show our culture through links, through engagement, to tell really what are we about. We are ultimately about making lives better and providing the care that people need. And we really are hoping to kind of change their habits From eating healthy from exercising from really making it accessible i have two little kids sometimes they have a sneeze or a cold (laughs) i cannot take them always to the hospital or the urgent care clinic if i can engage with providers anytime anywhere anyhow it's really important, that we are trying to do that and kind of show that to our candidates of how we are transforming healthcare. Period. How old are your little ones? Two and seven. Oh, very active. little guys. Three and five. Yeah, wow. wow. Yeah. Good. You know We've got now. the old. I know. Right <laughs> <laughs> the amateurs here. My,
1: my twins just started driving this the past amateurs? week,
0: so yeah. <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, we okay, got, got some amateurs Yeah,
1: friends. Steve's <laughs> just went to college and minor driving, know. so it's yeah. Oh, but uh,
0: hey, so. Before we let you guys go, I'm going to tell you something too. I didn't, I meant to, I meant to say this at the top. This is the HR happy hour show. I could say that at the top. But here's what here's what I did not say at the top. We are recording this at real happy hour local time. <laughs> and I don't know whose responsibility it was. I'm looking around. There are no happy hour kind there are of three supplies. here. And a
2: tea. Yeah, I've got soda Novadka. Yeah, oh, well, there you yeah. Go. we've
0: got water and tea <laughs> and go. an empty room. So uh, <laughs> someone's gonna answer for that later. But uh, real quick though, while well, before we let you guys go, it's been a very long day, so I do appreciate you guys both spending time with us at the end of a very long day. And Alan, I know you've got to present tomorrow. Maybe we'll go with you, Alan, first, and then <laughs> to Joe. Alan, sort of uh, you got a lot of exciting things happening, a lot of innovation, a lot of challenges, of course. What are you seeing for Novant, maybe 12 months, 18 months, 24 months down the road. What are some of the things you guys are thinking about doing, whether it's in talent acquisition or the broader arena of HR tech to sort of help your organization achieve your mission?
3: So from from an HR perspective, our goal is really to use technology to enable people to really engage with people more build relationships we need to get away from the transactional work that can be automated it can be put aside and really use the people to build relationships whether it's with candidates whether it's with hiring managers whether it's across the organization build partnerships because we know that our hiring manager needs are all about meeting patient care and when we connect our work to the mission all of HR we are not policy makers we are there to really find the right people to give our patients the best care that exists out there yeah. and that's what I'm really excited about in the next 12, 18 months and beyond.
0: Yeah, awesome Alan, thank you uh, Joe, you're kind of hopefully just gotten over the honeymoon phase here, you know, the, the, the job coming into ISIMs getting Maybe not even. This is recent.
1: It's pretty yeah. recent.
0: But uh, so what's what are you looking forward to? Whether it's specific to yeah. what you guys are working on in the in the sort of the former job now on the ISIM side or just maybe bigger picture in talent acquisition.
2: Yeah, so I think one of the things that's really stood out at at least at Jive, we were very focused on building products. So we had a very small sales and marketing team. Most of our, our company was product and engineering. And having, experience, having this exposure now to this new population of recruiters um, at a tremendous scale uh, is just giving us something really um, to be excited and passionate about building for. We were so focused on candidate experience, and you know, we partnered with Google and LinkedIn and really tried to optimize that experience to allow that flow to happen and allow clients to have great application processes. But now we're hearing about recruiters using our CRM, and we're hearing about recruiters using ISIMS as an ATS, and it's so obvious that that's an experience that we can elevate. Um, and there's so much energy and attention to that right now at iSIMS. There's a whole platform called Ignite uh, that's an initiative for us to have our new UI and UX experience. And I think what we've learned from today is how important the voice of the recruiter is in that experience. Yeah. Um, so I just think that's, for us, super exciting. We're builders. You know, Our team is is a building culture and there's so much to build and there's so many resources to use to do it. So. As of today, that's what I'm most excited
0: about. All right. Joe, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love I'm Jersey that like, comes strong, right, to the show. So I grew <laughs> up in Jersey, Joe. I don't know if awesome. you knew that.
2: Woodbridge. Woodbridge, all
0: right. George <laughs> <Sure> was <laughs> and Bridgewater. There <laughs> you go. Oh,
1: goodness. I Bridgewater Mall.
2: I, mean, I know. Not. I went to the movies there many times. Oh,
0: that was like a treat when we were in it. Let's yeah. jump up to the Bridgewater Mall. Right? Really? That's, yeah, because cool. we had our mall, but that was the... Yeah, they had teriyaki. That was was slightly better mall, uh, I think. So that was I kind of a that. fun experience, <laughs> yeah. So, all, oh. Trish, this has been super fun. Good Great to see you again. We should thank our too. friends and hosts at iSIMS for yes. having us out Can we just Influence say for a 19? moment how Go lovely
1: ahead. it is here? So we're at the Four Seasons. We are, for anyone who has not been to Scottsdale, or maybe even, well no, just, or even if you've been to Scottsdale, so I've been to Scottsdale before. We're a little bit outside, yeah. what, 20, 30 minutes outside of Scottsdale. So it's actually... Super quiet. You can sit outside. You can look at the stars. You can. It's just so relaxing. And so we've kind of talked a lot about care and caring for people. I will tell you, this is a good way to sort of end my my time Your on the road this year of travel. because yeah. I feel cared for. And honestly, I'm I'm being serious here. iSIMS always. I think that's maybe sort of an underlying current with iSIMS. They really not only take care of their their customers, they actually take care of you know, any of the analysts that come in. Yeah, they're and kind spend of the time with their community, maybe is the way to say it. Their community, yes. So, yes, I, yes. I, I always enjoy the time here. Yes, so
0: great, I feel great, very relaxed. Great time here, <laughs> beautiful place. Thanks to our friends at iSims. Uh, it's iSims.com, I C I M I C I M S dot com, of course. And if you're in North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia. Georgia, uh, Georgia? Vir- Virginia, and some relationships in Georgia. Novant Health is where you want to get taken care of. Absolutely. I'm going to like stop in and or just say, if Al- I know Alan. If I, roll, if I roll in there, Alan, in Concord, North sure. Carolina, and throw your name around, it's all good. All right, I'm going to do that. <laughs> but, uh, or
1: if you're looking for roles in those places. I'm going to tell you what, sure, why not? Right? Come see Alan and Company. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Come see the. It's makes
1: our Happy Hour Saints. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. We can get a referral code. Joe, yeah, I'll account? talk to you after yeah. the show. Oh, yeah. Like we'll that. give you an ISIMS <laughs> one too. Good luck with your new website,
2: Trish. So. Yeah.
0: Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Cool. So, again, Joe, Alan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to our friends at ISIMS. For Trish McFarlane, my name is Steve Bowes. This has been the HR Happy Hour Show, live from Scottsdale, Arizona. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time. And bye for now. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show, your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.